the secret sauce is every interaction starts with those mini moments that leads to those ripple effects. So how do we create that? We're making it fun as well because learning takes a lot of brain work. So why don't we make it fun and interactive? Are you ready to reinvent your organization and create a workplace of the future? Welcome to the Optimized Workplace. My name is Fran Dean Bishop, and I'm the founder and CEO of Aerobody. Join me each week as I welcome innovators, A-listers, and trailblazers who will share their individual experiences with creating an optimized workplace. This podcast will inspire you to find new and unique ways of helping your organization thrive while providing an exceptional experience for your employees and nourishing their well-being. Ready to get started? Learn more at theoptimizedworkplace.co. Welcome to The Optimized Workplace. I'm your host, Fran Dean Bishop, where our discussions with influencers, experts, and innovators are helping transform the well-being and sustainability of today's workplaces and spaces. Today, I have the honor and the joy to welcome Monica Kang to our show. She is the founder and creator of Innovators Box, the author of Rethink Creativity, and Have You Seen My Friends? I love that title. She's an internationally recognized expert in workplace creativity that facilitates cultural transformation, leadership development, and team building in a fun, actionable, and relatable way. Monica works with clients all over the globe, Fortune 500 companies, uh, Ashoka Changemakers. I'm very familiar with that uh, nonprofit organization, as well as NSMDC, WeBank. And prior to Innovators Box, she was actually a nuclear nonproliferation policy expert. Wow, that's a lot to unpack. So let's see how her journey began. Monica, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. It's fantastic to have you. Thank you so much. So with that introduction, you must unpack (laughs) for us, including me first in line. How in the world did you make the transition from nuclear policy (laughs) to creativity in the workplace? I know it's it's actually a really great uh, you know networking session intro line to <laughs> break the ice uh, what your old job is in your current job. It was really because I was stuck in my dream job and I realized how important creativity and mindset is to bring out your best potential. And this is me speaking where I really, you know, with many of the type A's and extra working, hardworking people that resonate, you kind of, I I felt like I did everything by the books of like, I worked hard, I got all my grades, I got all the internships, you know, also those who know in DC, it's really tough to navigate, you know, being underpaid and, you know, finding those government opportunities. So I was really proud and excited to not only have paved that way through, but found a niche that I thought was really exciting and unique nuclear weapon security, a big jargon term, but really how do you navigate helping train? There's all these different tiers in nuclear weapon, but particularly was in the angle of how do you prevent the bad guys from basically keep spreading the nuclear weapons and educating countries understand what to do for border security and safeguards. So that way they know how to address when forensics analysis needs to happen and what to do when you work with the scientists. And so I got to be in the fun part of being kind of managing those different projects, being in the middle bridge, uh, working as a contractor and all of that jazz. So resume sounds great. Get to travel to cool places, work with amazing people. And yet I came back home always feeling miserable and it was so confusing. I'm like, what is wrong? Am I being the overachiever? Am I wanting something more? And strangely enough, like, and I think friend, and I think everyone who's probably, you know, who's listening is like, oh, you're not strange. That happens all the time. And I think the irony is like, why is it that we take that 
as an okay thing. So I wanted to figure out why are we taking that as normal? Like us just complaining about work all the time after work and being stuck and stressed. And I wanted to do something about it. And for me, the short answer was all in hindsight. What helped me was creativity. And when I did find that secret sauce, I wanted to figure out how to help more people if that helped me get out of it. And so uh wasn't as easy journey <laughs> as the line says, but it definitely let me humbling and appreciating even more so of those opportunities when I do get to be around good people and learn and grow. Yeah, that is so rich. I mean, really. I was sitting here thinking as you were speaking about your journey, and I was like, you know, people always ask us, how do you come up with your titles for that, <laughs> for the, you know, for the podcast episode? Yeah. And I'm like, I have a dream team. So I usually don't come up with the title. They listen to it and they're like, okay, mm. let's talk about, it. let's say it's X. But as you were talking, I was like, from defense to offense, find oh. creativity and fun at work. <laughs> I love so that. I'm naming this one. I'm naming it because I think that's exactly what you did. I'm it's honored. <laughs> that is amazing. I mean, that's what Thank a journey. You. Like you, 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 you were having fun with what you were doing. Yeah. You dream job, like you said, but at yeah. the same time, you realized there was still a whole lot missing. So, mm-hmm. two questions immediately come up for me when I put on my <laughs> entrepreneurial hat. Yeah. What was it that gave you? the confidence and the chutzpah to take that big leap into entrepreneurship and running your own business. Because let's face it, you, and I know I do all the time, (laughs) run into people who are like, how do you do it? How do you do it? How do you make the change? How do you make it work? Especially if they're coming from a solid career, you know, they're well embedded in their organization. They're doing well. It's hard to give up that cushy, comfortable Mm -hmm. lifestyle and salary to the unknown. So first of all, entrepreneurial hat, how did you make the leap? I'll start with the unknown continues, even after eight plus years, uh, and hence the humility with it. So I didn't know back then if it was the confidence. So I think it was more because like, I've tried everything I could. So at the beginning, I thought of any, I think, initial normal people like, great. Oh my gosh, it's so great. I should find a company who does this so I can work on this mission and like, you know, help more people. And of course, there were amazing people and companies that focus on innovation, creativity, you know, workplace equity and all of that, which I cared very much. But there was this kind of gap that I continued to find, which is like, if this is something so equitable and accessible and truly like something that it's all for all, why is it that we only see traditional trainers who are often not just white men? And there were a lot of great people. I don't. I, do, I want to make that very clear. I'm not trying to, you know, boot. She's not bashing anybody. That. Yes. Just no deal. No clear. deal. Yeah. <laughs> Lots of great experts. Appreciate all the work they do. But if it's truly for all, why are we only seeing from one voice, and also from one industry? Uh, a lot of them are often, and again, thanks for all their research, but traditional from traditional education, right? Psychology, um, organizational development. Um, traditional creative arts. Mm -hmm. And the more I learned about creativity, innovation, and kind of people development is that it's truly a skill that you can hone. That is something that we all have. We all just do it very differently and in different ways. And I realized I'm not seeing that. So what if I just start with something small? So, and this is hence the advice I do give people when they're like, geez, I'm kind of trying to think about if I want to do something full-time, should I do it tomorrow? I'm like, no, (laughs) Wait, (laughs) I also, even though I'm grateful where I am now, I still waited for like eight months working on my full-time job, working outside of my job to do everything I can. I only started it full-time because I ran out of vacation days to do the business anymore. If I could have stayed longer, I think I would have not forced myself to run into that financial stress early Mm -hmm. because it gave me the time to ideate. It gave me the time to do all these like different experiments. 
exploration, built my first product, my first card game, uh, my first community events and bringing people and taking the real feedback. And that's where people shared, hey, I think, Monica, you're onto something. I think there is a solid gap. And so to your point of confidence, it was over time, but initially was more of just so excited about the truth and wanted to share the truth. I just started doing it in small doses and people giving me the feedback of like, what if you had made it more tangible so you help more people instead of just doing this for fun for yourself? And that got me curious of wanting to craft and really master how can it really be of service and not just do it for me? Okay. That's a great launching out plan. So we (laughs) got the, we got the why. Now let's talk about the how. So you saw a need, you had the faith and the vision and the chutzpah to take the leap. You took the leap and you've landed, right? And you're starting to work with companies. And let's face it, it, it's not hard to realize there's lots of challenges in the workplace today. We've got a disparate workforce. We've got a a remote workforce. We've got at home. We've got in-person. We've got everything, right? And then on top of that, you also have all the critical needs that's happening, I think, in corporate cultures today, trying to bring together a cohesive culture, trying to, you know, keep people productive and not in burnout and keep their mental well-being underway. I mean, there's lots and lots of challenges, like the the perfect, it's the perfect trifecta. So now that we know there's a problem, how are you actually working with these companies to, again, bring some laity and some fun (laughs) and some creativity and that diverse collaborative transformation into the workplace? And still get work done. I love that. Uh, And it's so important of what you asked, because the key is it's really hard to do all of that with balance and within a budget. Yeah. That's one of the biggest challenge. I think one of the things that we don't realize, I think most leaders actually really mean good intention. They really want to lead their people with good care. They really want to learn. But they're also just tired. I mean, how many leaders and teachers and, you know, community people have we seen burned out? And I'm curious, actually, for you and also the community that you've seen, but so many people have been more soul-searching post-pandemic. I've been kind of keeping tabs of how many more have closed business, you know, closed their chapters, or even like leaving leadership because I'm just needing a career break from being burned out. So to your question on the how... The how has constantly evolved even for us as well, as we're seeing the changes of what the workplace is needing for us to how we problem solve and support. But the key thing that I continue to go back and how we can uniquely contribute is one kind of being that connector and seeing all these different patterns and helping the leaders kind of be that safe haven, whether it's through coaching, workshop, facilitation, to help them realize it's okay to say why you're stressed and worried. You have a lot on your plate. And um, I really appreciated when people come back that one of the things they appreciate of being unique working with us is that we really help them think differently because that's the essence of creativity. It's not just about being arts and crafts. It's helping you see something different from the existing chaos and routine. Absolutely. But in an ease, affordable, because um, it felt always expensive and hard to reach through the playful activities, through the interactive games, through the prompt and questions the aha moment comes more at reachable point to feel like maybe this is a policy I can actually implement. Maybe this is a change I could try. Maybe this is one step I could do to voice my opinion where I felt shunned down. Mm-hmm. And for me, honestly, friend, those are the moments where I know we're creating those ripple effects long-term mm-hmm. by starting one thing at a time. Of course, we love those mega transformation and we've honored to be part of some of the many 
multi-year projects that we have with clients as well, where we do company-wide transformation. But I always try to remember the secret sauces because we try to remember every interaction starts with those mini moments that leads to those ripple effects. So how do we create that? So the what might look familiar, but I think it's because of how we think about how we frame this. Yeah. That's where the unique sauce has been. And so and making it fun as well, because, you know, learning takes a lot of brain work. So why don't we make it fun and interactive? Oh, that's fantastic. Thank you so much. And thank you for unpacking what Innovators Box is all about too, because I was going to get to that, but I appreciate you, you know, the what of what is Innovators Box, you know, how do you actually work with folks? And you mentioned a couple of those things in the transformation, right? So it's coaching, it's facilitation, it's mentoring. And and I love that you brought that up because there, you know, there's lot, we have lots of coaches that come on the Optimized Workplace. We interview a lot of different people. And it's interesting. I was talking to, speaking with someone the other day about um, you know, just in a different inflection point in their company. And they're like, well, we're trying this and we're trying that. And I said, well, there's not any one angle. Sometimes there's multiple different, mm-hmm. that's what, you know, the whole idea around, we're not talking about that in terms of this topic, but that's the whole topic around diversity, equity, inclusion, and and coming at things from different angles to solve the problem. It's not that one unilateral voice anymore. What works for one person on your team may be totally different. That works on somebody else on your team. And it doesn't matter if they're working in the office or at home. People have different, you know, really different varied needs when it comes to their health and well-being and and um, being productive and bringing their best self to work. So how do we do that more purposefully? So I really appreciate you sharing that with us. So I wanted to turn the corner now and kind of talk about what's coming up next, right? We're rolling into the end of 2023. It has gone through like lightning speed. <laughs> I cannot believe we're at the almost at the end of 2023. I remember mm-hmm. we just started and and now we're almost over. So as we round the corner, I always love to ask people this mm-hmm. um, because it, it is exciting. What are you most excited about with regards to Innovators Box and some of the work that you're doing? And are there any pet projects that you're you know have on the horizon coming up in 2024? It's always a moment of reflection. I think uh, not just because of what happens in the calendar year, but a reminder of reset. And so one of the things I've been really kind of diving deeper in, honestly, what's the best unique way that we can bring value to who we serve and who could be not only just our customers, the communities, the fans, and anyone who comes across Innovators Box or any, even if I share something on LinkedIn, that I'm really able to help them think differently and imagine a bigger possibility in the world they can. And am I doing the best I can? I think that's always the question I think of. And This year was honestly really tough because I was going through both a lot of personal professional changes, post-pandemic client development in the workforce was a little bit tough to be fully transparent because I think it's more important we talk about the challenges as well as the opportunities. And because of that, it really kind of put a setback in thinking about, am I on the wrong track? I've, I've done all this great work to the point that you've said, but have I like, wait, something's something feels off. And so I've been doing a lot of deep reflection to honestly reflect to see what's then perhaps the next how, the next, the why is still the same, but maybe I'm limiting myself with the how because of what worked in the past to think what could work in the future. So I do know we want to continue to expand on our bridge building relationship, which is, you know, whether it's through our creative content, whether it's collaborating, you know, with other experts like yourself, wanting to expand and share the knowledge me doing more writing and podcasting as well equally to help amplify other people's messages and story, kind of being that bridge builder of innovators and knowledge is something 
and topics that I feel like we need to talk about that were not being addressed. We want to be that kind of honest first friend of like, hey, I know when you come to Innovators Box, these are honest conversations about the workplace and economy and leadership that I couldn't talk about that felt taboo that I could Mm -hmm. so that I could be a better leader. And I think I'm still working on all the different angles, but that's kind of the bigger picture I've been thinking a lot about that's been coming forth. I am honestly a little worried. I don't think all of them is necessarily revenue generating to be truly honest. And so it's going to be a lot of upfront investments. So that has been some of, to be fully transparent, to like navigate all the right answers. But I think you won't know until you try. So I am kind of preparing what are the doses in which I could invest and explore? What are the ways I could partner with others to grow and expand? And what are the ways I need to actually grow better? Because if I'm not becoming a better coach and facilitator and expert for others to serve, to be able to serve them, that I'm doing a disservice as well. So uh, I'm excited to, of course, not only learn AI, sustainability, and all these traditional topics that everyone's hyped and excited about, but I want to pull that deeper into the everyday people experience that we're not talking enough about, like even with the mental health, the stress, the everyday work life experience, I think there's a deeper level we can still address and problem solve and not just with AI optimizing and changing how we think about work. So Lots of open questions, but hence looking forward to the next year and diving into it. So Monica, that was so layered, but so beautifully poetic because I, I love your your willingness just to be vulnerable and transparent as a, you know, one CEO to the next. Uh, I've been there. You know, I'm still there, right? Everybody's still in growth and and you're you can't count on your last successes to be your next successes, right? Exactly. As a CEO, you're always looking for, you know, how can we iterate? How can we not just pivot, but, you know, what do you add to, to align? And I think as a CEO and as an entrepreneur, I, I love the fact that you're looking for opportunities to partner because I think sometimes you you wait to realize that until you grow to a certain level. But if you look at any of the big brands out there from the celebrity brands like a Taylor Swift or a Beyonce to, you know, the beers or uh, Coca-Cola or what have you, everyone is always finding ways to partner. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately for small businesses and sometimes entrepreneurs, we have a scarcity mentality. We're just mm-hmm. afraid that, well, if I share, then I'm not going to be able to hang on or I'm going to miss out. There is more than enough. <laughs> there is exactly. more than enough. So we've got to get out of that mentality. And I started this podcast, quite frankly, as a pet project, right? Mm-hmm. I wanted to meet other really interesting people who were doing really interesting stuff. People <laughs> ask me all the time, is this, does this have some sort of business? Um, concern or is it adding to the bottom line? No, <laughs> it isn't. Probably it takes is. more time and energy for you. Yeah, but people I don't know how much is. work it takes. I've had so many people on that we have become business partners from, right? And teaming opportunities have come up because of the conversations that happen after I hit stop record. You know, there's a lot of conversations. <laughs> That's what we call the, the green room. My yeah. green room is after we record, then we get down to business. So you know, as 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 a, one entrepreneur to the next, there's mm-hmm. plenty of opportunity. Yeah, you know, there, I stand on people's shoulders, so you can stand on people's shoulders when you think about continuing to grow your business. Don't give up. You know, you're you're in the trenches. I've been doing this almost 30 years. I hope I don't look like it. No, that's I was, incredible. I was no, minus five. Not, I started no. when I was minus five, but <laughs> I've been doing this a long time. You know, I, I seriously, and and Amazing. I will tell you, you can you can always learn. You can always grow. Um, there's just, there's so many, it's exponential. It's exponential. So don't, 
don't give it up. I love the fact that you're where you are now because that gives you a lot of opportunity for growth. So just remember that. Thank you. I got I got to get a little live advice that I think <laughs> others will be able to resonate. And I think it's just to add on the partnership because I know uh, some might be thinking like, wait, but I have been already doing par- partnership. Does, I'm not like in that area yet, but I think it's an important ri- reminder to what you shared and that partnership could look many different things. Maybe the limit was that we thought of partnership only in a finite way. Maybe that was the scarcity, or maybe we thought of partners who only look like us and like, or who's doing in the same industry. And that's the thing that I've been trying to push is like, if I'm only only partnering with coaches and facilitators and like not working into all the other industries, and I'm still thinking too small, like I should think about other aspects. And so I, I want to expand on that. Yes. And because I think it's so important to reinterpret that in every scenario. Yeah. And, and also think about it from the standpoint that, you know, there's a lot of large companies that don't have the diversity on their board, mm-hmm. in, on their dream team, in their, you know, C-suite, whatever that we bring to the table. Mm-hmm. And so you get yeah. to bring that mix. I have a lot of large businesses that approach us to do business together, quite frankly, because we bring a, a very different collective voice. I've been doing this for a long time. I kind of know what I'm doing <laughs> and I'm kind of credible. So we could work together. So I, I think there's so many opportunities within that to keep mm-hmm. that door open. And we have a lot of different um, audience members that listen to the optimized workplace, some large, some small, a varied uh, industry group. So I think the, the field is wide open. I'm so glad you came on the show and I'm going to welcome you back. I know we have a, this is going to be a shorter show for us because mm-hmm. of timeframes we both had to get into, but I would love to welcome you back in 2024 and, and see what's new with you and what's going on. Looking forward to it. Thank you for having me. This was fun. Absolutely. So this has been Fran Dean Bishop with Monica Kang from the Innovators Box, and you're listening to the Optimize Workplace. And remember, as Monica mentioned, which is always our tagline, it's many that small, monumental moments that can make the biggest difference in your life. Shameless plug here. We are rounding the the corner into 2024, and as many of you know, we have a new program that we've launched called the Well Team Culture, and we'd love you to check it out. So it's in the show notes below. You can see it along with Monica's information if you'd like to get a hold of her. And thank you so much for listening. This is Fran Dean Bishop. Thank you for being with us. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of The Optimized Workplace. For more insights and resources, visit theoptimizedworkplace.co. If you enjoyed this episode, please help spread the word and share with those who will enjoy it as well. See you soon.